Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. Acts 28 is where we're going. Acts 28. Verse 3. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper, that's not a Dodge Viper, a viper, not just a snake. You see what I'm saying? Like, a viper just sounds hideous, right? I mean, a snake's one thing. That could be a, a you know, a garter snake or a king snake. This is a viper. A viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives, the indigenous people, saw the creature hanging from his hand, so it fastens onto his hand and hangs onto his hand. Doesn't bite him, doesn't like sting him, you know. Fastened onto his hand, so it, it did bite him, but it stayed on his hand. It's hanging from his hand. They said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. They're superstitious people. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they expected that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, They changed their minds, you know, from one extreme to another, and said that he was a God. So today I want to conclude our series, The U-Code, and this is the third installment, and it's subtitled, You Are a Fire Starter. You are a fire starter, right? We call these fire sticks, but I didn't want to name it that. You're a fire starter. I want to say a prayer. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness, your goodness, your word. I pray, God, that you speak to us today, God. Anoint me to preach. Help us to hear, God, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You are a fire starter. Throughout the Bible, fire has been used to symbolize the spirit, the moving of the spirit, the presence of God, the glory of God. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 12, 29 says, Our God is a consuming fire. Exodus 3, 2 tells the story of God speaking to Moses through a burning bush, through a fire. In Exodus 19, 18, God came to Moses on the mountain, gave him the law in glory, in fire. Jeremiah describes the word that God gave to him as a fire shut up in his bones. In Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist associated the Holy Ghost with fire. And in Acts 2, 3 through 4, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set up on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I might add, that's God's plan for every believer even today, every believer in this house today, to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire speaking in other tongues. And if you have ever turned to Jesus and been baptized in the Spirit, the the fire of God is already in you. He's anointed you to live out your U-code. 
and to fulfill your God-given calling and destiny. And as you do so, you are spreading the fire of God's presence and glory, His plans and purposes. You are a fire starter. Habakkuk 2.4 says, One day the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory, the fire of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. God uses people to start his fires. And we have the fire of God in us, and we are to spread the fire, the fire of God's plans and purposes, the, the, the fire of God's glory throughout the earth. Now, we've been talking about the U-Code. The U-Code. The Apostle Paul had a U-Code. He was called and equipped to do what he was doing. It was very powerful. Wherever he went, he was creating conditions and creating an atmosphere that was conducive for the fire of God to fall and to do what the fire of God does. He was a powerful fire starter. He would gather up every bit of fuel he could. Maybe it was a hungry Gentile. In, in, in one of the cities he was ministering in. Maybe it was a, a hungry Jew in, in one of the cities he was ministering in. Uh, he, he would gather up just anything he could, an open door, an opportunity, and he'd pour on the fuel of prayer and the word and love and witnessing, and then he'd light it up, man. In Acts 9, he started a fire at Damascus. In Acts 13, he started fires on the island of Cyprus, in Antioch, in Pisidia. In Acts 14, he started fires in Iconium and Lystra. In Acts 16, he started a fire in Philippi. In Acts 17, he started fires in Thessalonica, Berea, and Athens. In Acts 18, he started a fire in Corinth. In Acts 19, he started a fire in Ephesus. In Acts 21, he started a fire in Jerusalem. In Acts 25, he started a fire in Caesarea, and he went on to start a fire in Rome. Everywhere Paul went, he was starting and stoking the fire of God through his U-code. And the devil would do everything in his power to extinguish that fire. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. The devil can't stand the heat. Can't stand the heat. And do you know how the devil stops the fire? He goes after the man who starts the fire. Or the woman who starts the fire. The man flowing in his calling and gifts. The woman flowing in her calling and gifts. In 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four through 27, Paul gives the details of how the devil tried to stop him. Notice, from the Jews five times, I received 40 stripes minus one. Think about that. Five times, beaten 39 times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. This is written before our reading where he had just experienced another shipwreck. So he says this, three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, fastings often, in cold and nakedness. He said in the, the, the chapter after this, a messenger of Satan was sent to douse the fire that was burning bright in me to stop me from starting fires. You see, everywhere Paul went, he started fires. He brought the fire. He was a fire starter there to light up the darkness. And 
warm the cold heartedness and, and to bring a light to the darkness and burn up the works of the devil. And the devil wanted to shut Paul down. The devil knew something about the fire of God. We read this in the descriptions of him throughout the Old Testament. In Ezekiel 28, 14, it says that, that Lucifer walked through the stones of fire. He had lived around the throne of God, the glory of God. He knows something about the glory of God, the fire of God. He knows that the fire of God, the glory of God can change anything and everything. So he fights fire starters. Paul said this messenger of Satan was a thorn in his side. And we studied that in our life group recently, what that means. Fire starters, however, are a thorn in the devil's side. Did you know that? You are a thorn in the devil's side. Some of us need to reverse our thinking and quit looking at the devil as having the upper hand. He does not have the upper hand over a believer, a a child of the most high God. We have the upper hand over him. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. We have the upper hand. He resists us. We, 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 We resist him back though and we become a thorn in the devil's side. So the devil's strategy is quite simple. He does all he can to stop the fire starter. At the time of our reading, Paul had been following the Lord for close to 30 years. He had planted at least 14 churches. He was on his third missionary journey, and he had already set two continents on fire. So it only makes sense that once again, as Paul was headed out to start more fires, even at the end of his journey, the devil was trying to stop him. And oh my goodness, I I don't want to ramble on this, but I love the idea that he was at the end of his journey still starting fires. You never get done with this. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not like the new converts, the young converts are the ones that are on fire, Greg. It's the ones that have been serving the Lord for a long time. We're still fire starters. Once a fire starter, always a fire starter, right? And we're always continually being filled with more fuel for the fire. We should be starting fires in our latter days as much or more so as we did in our early days. Where do we get this thing where you convert and then you sit and become petrified, right? I got saved, sanctified, and petrified. I want the preacher to burn up in front of me. What has God called you to do? What fire is burning on the inside of you? It doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord, man. Step into the U-code. Do what God's called you to do with all your might until the day you die or until he calls you home. Hallelujah. Now, when you're walking in faith, fulfilling your calling, living from the inside out, living from that U-code on the inside, you are starting fires. And if you remain faithful, as the devil fights against you, God will take those setbacks and use them as setups. He'll take those tests and turn them into testimonies. The, de- the, the Lord will use the devil's devices against the devil to further the message. I've come to encourage somebody today. 
Don't get out of faith. Don't quit in the middle of your setback or your test. You crack on. You move forward. It only looks like the devil has the upper hand right now. But I'm here to tell you, God has never left you. He's still on your side. He's got more for you to do. God's got his mighty hand on you. And he will fulfill his promise in you. Now at the time of our reading, Paul was a prisoner. (laughs) He was a prisoner. Let's talk about a setback, right? Talk about a test. Mighty Apostle Paul is a prisoner. The religious Jews at Jerusalem had filed charges against him. And as a Roman citizen, Paul had appealed his case directly to Caesar. So Julius, a centurion, one of four mentioned in the Bible, was hauling Paul and his buddies, Luke and Aris, uh, 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 Aristarchus. Oh, excuse me. That is the interpretation is Aristarchus of Thessalonica <laughs> to Rome. <laughs> it's a difficult name. It may have looked like Julius was in charge, this Roman centurion with all kinds of authority. But I'm telling you, God knew what he was doing. God was in charge. As a matter of fact, an angel of the Lord told Paul, in the 21st verse, 24th verse, I have given you all that sail with you. This is a powerful thought right here. Caleb and I were talking about this. Julius thought he had Paul in his custody. I'm a Roman centurion. I've been given charge over these prisoners. We see where he was very meticulous in making sure every last one of them was there and they didn't lose any of them. And, and, and so... He, was, he, he thought he had custody of Paul, but it was really the other way around. Paul had custody of Julius and all the other soldiers and all the other prisoners and all the crew. Because you see, Paul was living in his destiny. He said, an angel of the Lord told me that if we'll just stay with the boat, he's given me all that are with me. Angel didn't appear to Julius and say, stay with the boat, I'll give you all that are with you. Angel appears to the man with the fire on the inside of him and said, I've given all that are with you. Isn't that powerful? He's the one that was flowing in the authority, not of Rome, but of heaven. Amen. He was a fire starter. I'm telling you, a fire starter can't be stopped. You can't be stopped. If you'll stay in faith, you can't be stopped. Oh, my goodness. I just feel to say this. But like, Some of us started out fiery, and now we have no fire. I'm telling you, that is not the will of God. You say, well, my circumstances will not allow me to flow in in my giftings and callings. Are you kidding me? God can flow in your circumstances. I mean, if you're in a fiery furnace, if you're in a den of lions, God can flow wherever you are. There you are, and so is the fire of God. Come on, give him some praise right now. Well, I lost so much, pastor. I was shipwrecked, pastor. I was abandoned, pastor. I didn't have what I needed for the fire. Listen, all you need is Jesus. You stay in faith. God will take the setbacks and use them as setups and catapult you right where you're supposed to be. Paul ended up being right where he was supposed to see, uh, right where he was supposed to be. Exactly where he was supposed to be. Uh, at the end of the last chapter, the Lord had told him, you're going to run aground on a certain, you're going to go to a certain island. 
Now, what he didn't plan on was getting to that certain island by way of a shipwreck on a board floating in the ocean. He thought, we'll sail to the island. The captain will say, we're approaching our port. You can exit the ship. And then there is, you know, I can't think of his name. The captain of the love boat. Steubing. And Isaiah. And Isaiah and, well, anyhow, Isaac. Thank you. Isaiah, it's been a long time, y'all. I don't watch, I don't binge watch the love boat. I'm just telling you that right now. In case you're wondering, it's been a while. <laughs> so it wasn't like a pleasure cruise, and, you know, that's maybe what he thought. We're, you know, I might be a prisoner, but we're going to get to the port and exit, and then I'm going to be on this. But what happened was the ship fell apart. A storm uh, uh, with a name, a named storm blew up their ship, and, and they survived by the skin of their teeth. But God was with them, and he ended up on a certain island. I, I love the fact that Paul, Paul, warned everybody with that angel. He said, listen, don't, don't leave the ship. You stay with the ship. You stay with me. And, and if the ship falls apart, you stay together. Do not abandon ship. Or you, He had already told him, I, you shouldn't sail right now. The Holy Spirit had already warned Paul. Paul tells Julius this. Julius ignores Paul, sails anyway. The ship blows up in the storm. And now Paul goes to Julius and says, no, don't abandon ship. Julius is like, I think I'll listen to you now. And so he did listen to him. Let me say this, if I can. It pays to have a man of God in your life. Can I say that? Where God talks to that man, leads that man, guides that man. It pays to have a man of God in your life, and it pays for you to listen to that man of God. I'm just saying. And so they ended up on the island of Malta. Now, I love to do this. Obviously, as soon as they disembarked and kind of came to their senses, they were greeted by these lovely creatures right here on the island of Malta. Do we have that pic? Because, you know, these are indigenous to Malta. And they came up and they were licking on them and smiling and barking and running around going crazy and saying, please brush my hair. I've got mats and uh, I'm hungry. And so they were greeted by these and people and people. The islanders were polite. They built a fire. The islanders helped bring comfort to the 276 shipwrecked folks. And at the end, um, uh, in the end, they, they, they were exactly where they were supposed to be. God had used storms, shipwrecks, disasters. So Paul is in the perfect will of God. An angel has spoken to him. God has gotten him where he needed to be. He has the I told you so factor working in his favor. And, and then as this fire starts to die down, Paul starts doing in the natural what he's always doing in the spiritual. I love this. And and he goes and gathers sticks, and he starts fueling the fire and stoking the fire. 
And what happens as he begins to work on rekindling this fire? What happens? A snake comes out of the woodpile and latches on to the great apostle. Now, like I said, it's a viper. It's called a viper. And if you do some study, you'll find that Malta at this time doesn't have uh, venomous snakes, but other islands in the Mediterranean do. And so this had probably been a stowaway, or maybe they're extinct on the island now, but it's probably what scholars say a vip- uh, viperous apodites, okay? A horned viper. I think I've got a picture of this. A horned viper, and, and this is a deadly snake. You'll notice they watched, and they thought, it, this man's going to blow up, you know, swell up, and fall over dead like any minute. And they watched him for a long time. All eyes are upon him. They're thinking, well, he survived the sea. He must be a murderer. Justice is going to get him. He's bound to die. Look what's happened. And, and, and so they watched as the fire starter was supposed to die. But you know what? He didn't die. But here's what was happening. I believe the devil was still trying to get the man who was the source of the spiritual fire that was about to blow through the island of Malta. Just because you're in the perfect will of God, just because God's leading you, and just because God sent angels to work with you, and just because you've made it through one storm, don't think for a moment that the devil has forgotten about you. You're always on his mind. The devil didn't send a flood on the fire, but he tried to take out the man with a snake. You hear what I'm saying? When you're under attack like that, don't panic, don't fear, don't back up. You just shake it off in the fire. I believe there's some people in this room today, you've been under an attack. It's a satanic attack. You hear this preacher, it's a demonic attack sent from hell to destroy you and get you off course. You just need to relax. Shake it off. God's going to use it for his glory. God's going to shake that place where you are with the power of God. Come on, give him praise. Woo! Come on, 9 o'clock. Give him some praise. Stand with me right now. You just need to shake it off. Great things are coming. Great things are coming. Oh, man. Man, I, I, I got more in my notes, but I just feel like we need to stand. God's speaking to somebody right now. You've been under that attack. You just need to chill, man. You need, you've been freaking out, man. You've been in freak out. Paul didn't freak out. He's like, I'm on mission. I'm going to get to my destiny. And he didn't freak out and say, you know, I watch those old cowboy shows and, and, and G.I. Joe shows, right? And so you, you know what you do? Scouts taught me this, too. You know what you do, right? You get your pocket knife out. You cut an X. You get some brave soul that doesn't have cavities. They grab a hold of the wound and suck out the poison. You ever see those cowboy shows, Mario? You know what I'm talking about. We know what to do. Paul didn't freak out. I'm sure he was an Eagle Scout, right? I mean, Eagles, as Romans were Eagles, right? So he's like, I'm sure he knew what to do. He didn't freak out. He didn't go cutting up and sucking out the poison. He just shook it off. God's not done with me. I rebuke you. Oh, slew foot trying to get me using a snake, using a viper. You saw that sucker, big old head, you know, filled with poison. The fire in Paul was greater than the fire that was in the serpent. 
Don't I hear something like that in the word? John said it, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The poison of this world tries to, tries to get us off course. Just shake it off in the fire that you are building. The answer is in the fire. The, the, the snake couldn't stand. The heat jumps out. He just shakes it off in the fire. You know what that was? The end of the snake. The people watched as Paul did not die. And the, the guy, some, the people said, we, my father's sick. He's the chief of this island. Is there anything you might could do for my father? We've seen what God's done for you. God must be with you. Paul was building a fire. God was taking the adversity and, and building the fire even bigger. And so they take Paul to the chief of the island and he prays for him. And God raises him up and heals him. And there was a church that was planted serendipitously, but in the providence of God on the island of Malta making all the Maltese people better dog owners for all the Maltese dogs, right? It was amazing. God is challenging somebody in this, t- today in this room. You're a fire starter. Don't forget who you are. You're a fire starter, baby. The devil's scared of you. For real. Greater is he. We get up against the wall and we're like, ha, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know. This is such an intense. I've made it through so many things, but I don't know if I can make it through this one. If he can get you through one, he can get you through them all. Our God can either do it or he can't, and I'm telling you, he's done it before, so he'll do it again. He'll do it, and he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Close your eyes with me right now. Father, I thank you so much for the challenge of your word. Oh, Jesus. Awaken us to the truth and the reality of what you've placed inside of us. We, we're designed to do something that only we can do. We're called. We're, we're predisposed, God. You have, you have programmed us. You've put a code in us. We're supposed to do something that only we can do. And the devil wants to shut us down. Let the revelation of the fact that the devil is a liar and he is a defeated foe. Let that rise up on the inside of us. And God, let us step out into our destiny and our calling. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, or if you plan to attend one of our services, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.